in a couple of the recent sessions, we touched on the topic of um, how we relate to other people, their possessions and their standing, how we match up with them. Um, the Ramban by talked about how I could want everything good for my friend, still want to be just a little bit ahead of him. Eben Ezra uh, presented the question, uh, how could a Torah expect us not to have a desire for something good and beneficial, even though it's in someone else's possession? And our assumption on stating that question was that um, essentially Torah is not forbidding us to desire good things in life, and they wouldn't automatically um, be altered by the fact that right now belong to somebody else. And Ebenezer Ezra answers that if a person realizes that he's not gaining anything through his own power, through his own brilliance, through his own efforts, only what is being apportioned to him by Hashem, he is not the one who is gaining anything, so that powerful drive can be relaxed. And uh, thinking about these two situations, these two good Torah sources, um, and some good conversation, sort of brought to mind that there seems to be a lot of interconnection between these two, and how some of the ideas that are present in one could have a big effect on the situation of the other. And let's try to go step by step. On the basic question of the Eben Ezra, and of course we have to always be okay with having questions and not having all the answers. That basic question of the Eben Ezra, how could the Torah forbid a person from desiring his friend's possessions. I'm not sure I understand it so well right now. Because um, the Torah is directing us to have a very sincere, true desire for my friend's complete success. Even according to Ramban, that's yeah, it doesn't have to be mamish identical to myself, but I should want my friend to be successful in every way. And that's for every every Jew. Every Jew is called Reya. He's not, as long as he's I should want for him every good success. So if I see that he is in possession of something that's good and beneficial, he has a beautiful home. He has a good position. He has good employees working for him that are helping him, helping him be successful in his business. He's uh, in a good situation for learning and growing and gaining wisdom and succeeding in that area of life. So what should be my natural reaction according to this mitzvah of B'hatah I should be delighted. I should be thrilled. I should just be very joyous. You won't say overjoyed. I should be delighted for him that he's being successful in all these areas because that's what I want. 
I want him to have success in every way. So, at the same time to say, how could I be expected not to desire something very good that's in his possession? I'm not sure I understand that question so well. To desire something similar, okay, that's that could be, and that may be quite valid, as hopefully we'll get to. But to desire what he has, that's good, that's beneficial. I would hope that if we see from the mitzvah of Yohafta, that is a positive mitzvah to want every good success for him. And I shouldn't even want to be ahead. That's even the highest level. But at least every good success I should want for him in every area. So then if that's already happening, so what should my reaction be? Oh, Baruch Hashem. To then think also, but how can I get it? I don't know how you put those two together. And it doesn't seem like the Ebenezer was asking that we understand how it could be on a level of a positive mitzvah, but to be on the level of a losa, say, that's really asking too much. He seems to be asking, how could the Torah demand this of a person? And so it would seem that we really would have the kind of feeling that we're supposed to have for a fellow Jew. It should be, it should be quite manageable. Should be quite natural. It reminds me that uh, I read in the interview of Rav Aaron Chodesh, the son of Rameh Chodesh, he was asked, What did his father, Rameh Chodesh, who was one of the great Tamidim of the Alta Slabodka from the later Tkufa and Ashgiach in, in Hebron and other yeshivas, what did he stress the most in his? trying to be mechanech the Bakrim, giving them something to focus on, was his main, strongest emphasis. He said the thing that he emphasized the most to the, to the Talmudim and the yeshivas was that they should be happy with their friends at Tzlacha. Which, granted, takes a lot <laughs> to reach that level. But... It would seem like something we could hope for. We wouldn't, we wouldn't say about it, I hope. How is it possible for Torah to ask us to really be happy for the success of my fellow Jew? So I'm just, you know, putting it out there that um, it would seem this could play a very good role in helping us not have that kind of a desire to try to get it away from him. LMI, if I have a good offer to make, you know, he has a beautiful home. I have a lot of money in the bank. Maybe we can get together, you know. <laughs> Maybe I can make you an offer that I'll be happy to accept. Okay, fine. Then, then we're working together. But that I should want something of his to get it away from him? I don't know if that's so simple. What do you say, Rabbi Say any, any reaction to this um, suggestion? Do, do you think that's a reasonable hope that we can have for ourselves to really be happy for our fellow Jews, Hatzlacha, whatever way it might be?
Of course, but there's always the concern, or maybe I'm left out. Maybe he has it, I don't have it. You know, like we're worried about ourselves. Are we measuring up? Are we okay? So maybe that could drive us away from that. Like I can't bear for him to be Matzliach and I'm sort of, you know, left behind. What's wrong with uh, just being neutral or indifferent? Like, what's wrong with just like, okay, that's, I'm not happy or I'm not jealous. I'm just, I don't know the full picture. I, even if, even if I did, you know, I don't really care. Okay, that's a that, that's a good point. I'm 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 sensing about it that it may be like either one way or the other. In other words, there's a natural desire for good things. So if my friend has it, I can still we 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 might think, well, I can still want it. <laughs> okay, there's the problem that you know right now is by him, but maybe you know that could change. It gets a little confusing. But if no, I want it to be by him. I'm happy it's by him. I'm happy for him to have it. I'm delighted for him. So then I would, I would imagine that will work against my being drawn to it, to desire it, to hope for it, to want it somehow, and then to lead into you know, the bad direction that could take me into trying to get it away from him. So what the Torah is, that's the full extent of the Yisr. But if the starting point is Baruch Hashem. I was going to be with me. Okay. I hope to Hashem that it'll give me also. But the fact that my friend has something good, Amelia Kharish is saying, we could do it. <laughs> we could be happy for my friend Satsalacha. Okay. It could be that it has to go hand in hand with not being too afraid of um, being sort of abandoned. But, uh, that hopefully should also be manageable. Okay, that was one thought. Now I want to try to go in the other direction. Let's take the Ibn Ezra's answer and see if it can help us in the situation of the Ramban. Ramban is describing a person who really cares for his friend, wants it to be successful, but just needs to be just a little bit ahead in every area. Meaning, I care for you, I love you, I want everything good for you, but I'm also competing with you. I'm also measuring myself against you. I'm also in some kind of an adversarial relationship with you. So it's not, the Ava is not Bishlemus. It's conflicted. It's also diminished or sort of counteracted by the fact that I'm engaged in some kind of a competition of who's more successful in life. So now I wonder, is this just a matter for the most part of hoping that I'm going to have, you know, more good things in life? Or am I probably actively pursuing trying to accomplish them? If I want to be, so to speak, uh, a little bit ahead at least, I'm probably making some very uh, strong efforts in those directions to be the most successful 
in whatever area I'm equipped to be successful and maybe in all areas. So what happens if we try to combine that with the awareness that there's nothing that I am accomplishing of my own power? Now, the simple point of the Abed Ezra is just that Hashem doesn't want me to have it. I cannot get it. Hashem wants me to have it. It will come to me. So I don't have to be consumed by the, the drive for it. But there's, I think, another very important element. Because can I really feel that I'm winning in this competition if I realize that it's not my doing? not my creation, it's not my power I don't have any koach and I don't have any yad. I do not essentially do anything I put in my sincere proper ishtadlus and Hashem gives the brach so there's the aspect that Hashem doesn't want me to have it I will not accomplish, I will not get ahead of him, I will not gain more Hashem wants me to have it sure he could send it to me there is that element. But I think there's another element that can I really feel the success of the victory in the competition unless I feel I am doing it. Yeah, I worked hard and I got ahead. I used my, my good abilities and I got wherever I got past him at least a little bit. But if I realize fully, I am not doing anything. Hashem is giving me all the power. Hashem is giving me all the ability. It's all coming from Hashem. It's not my accomplishment. If I, if I believe in the direction of the Torah, not to say, If you ask me, um, do you believe that you are accomplishing this? Of course, I'm going to say right away, no, of course not. Shem is giving me all the power. If you'd ask me, do you believe what Rabbeinu Yonah says that I should turn to Hashem and hope to Hashem to give me the ability and give me that slacha and everything I'm trying to do, I should at least try to do that. Say, of course, Shem, I have a tachem, I have a muna. Shem is giving me all the power. Okay, so then what's going on in the competition? Then why am I in hot pursuit of success and victory in the competition if Hashem is doing it all so it's not my achievement it's not my acquisition it's not my accomplishment it's not my victory do I want to be competing by virtue of receiving bracha from Hashem is that going to be how I'm going to be winning the competition because Hashem gave me bracha somehow I don't believe that I don't think I'm going to feel that I am winning in this competition by virtue of the fact that, oh, Hashem gave me a lot of bracha. And anyway, that's how it's happening. I don't need to kill myself in the competition. So I don't need to be engaged in the competition. Hashem wants to give the bracha and give the bracha. Of course, I can't sit back and do nothing, but I don't have to compete. I could do the good, proper, regular, <laughs> warranted, shtadlus, and Hashem wants to send the bracha, because send the bracha. Not going to be sent more because I try harder. I don't like cause Hashem to give it to me because I work harder. 
If, if anything, maybe if I can't, if I work less and trust Hashem more, I'll be zeichet and more aslacha. But that's not going to be a feeling of I'm winning when Hashem is giving it. When Hashem is infusing me with every power that I have and giving me that slacha, whatever I'm trying to do, I have the sense that I won't feel like I'm winning in the competition. And I think I have a good proof of that. Because I found that whenever these ideas of recognizing that Hashem is giving me every ability that I am trying to use, and I have nothing of my own, that that idea was very strongly resisted by people. Because right away there goes up a red flag, then how am I going to feel successful? If I'm going to embrace the concept, which of course I do believe is true, but if I'm really going to embrace it, I'm going to try to live with that kind of awareness that everything I'm attempting is just going through motions, proper motions. Hashem is standing the bracha. Hashem is giving me the power. Hashem is giving me everything that I have. And how am I going to feel success? And certainly how am I going to feel that I'm the winner in the competition that I'm setting up in my mind? So that was... Um, understandably a very big problem because if I'm really relying upon feeling my success to my accomplishment and that's going to give you my good sense of self-worth or if I'm relying on making my life out of competition because that's all I know that's what I can relate to it's giving myself a feeling of real success of being a good winner in some kind of competition that I'm relating to so then if I can give that up, where is that good feeling going to come from? Where is my whole drive in life going to come from? So that's what sort of tells me that, that this is a real contradiction. There's a real contradiction in human psyche. If I will embrace that Hashem is giving me all the power and that's lacha, it's all his bracha, then I will not feel I did it. Does that make sense if I say? How does that make you feel? Are you ready to give up all the victory and just uh, receive the bracha from Hashem? Or do you want to still be in the competition? Who wants to step out of competition? Raise your hand. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Amisha. So, years ago, I, I think I asked you about uh, Rabbeinu Yona in Pirkei Avos, where it says, Al Tachzik Tova La'atzmacha Ki Lakachnu Tzarta. Rabbeinu right. Yona says, so <clears throat> the idea would be is, is that even if you're successful in learning, you were just created to do this, so... Don't uh, give tova to yourself. So would that undermine the idea of feeling accomplished? Let's say oh. that you recognize. Go ahead. Okay. Very good. Very good. So you, you, you're posing that question now. Yes, according to what we just said. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> so that's another angle. I'm hearing from you another angle that if, if I'm doing something which I'm only obligated to do, 
like studying Torah, doing mitzvot, whatever is a real obligation, then that could also conflict with my feeling of accomplishment because after all, I'm obligated to do this. So what's there to feel good about? And I, I'm quite certain that Rebbein Yen doesn't mean that we shouldn't have a good feeling of simcha over putting in those good efforts and having those good accomplishments. Um, and in fact, from the morale in, in Avos and the Perikvav, by the aspect of simcha that a person needs to acquire Torah, he says it's critical that a person should feel the simcha over his gaining some measure of shlemus through Torah. Because if he doesn't have the simcha, he doesn't have the real acquisition, I mean, he doesn't really fully appreciate it, and then it's not being accomplished. And wouldn't be zeichet to it, because it's not really going to be working. So it's critical to feel that simcha. And I guess in a similar way, even when it comes to atzlacha in worldly matters, a person is also supposed to feel simcha. And I think we can prove this from um, what we find in the Sefer HaChinuch, where he talks about the mitzvah of Chagas Sukkos and by Lulvan Esrik, how it's a time of tremendous simcha because that's when we gather in all the produce and all the fr fruits of the trees, all the bracha of the previous year has been ready, fully acquired, and it's a time of great simcha for a person. The Torah gives the mitzvah to should be a simchas yamtif, so that that simcha can be directed to Shem Hashem. That's a whole other topic, but it's a it's a time of great simcha. What is that simcha supposed to be about? That's we accomplished this great abundant crop. It's supposed to be a feeling of personal accomplishment. Look what I did. I, 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 I tilled the soil. I plowed. I planted. The crops grew. Look what I gained for myself. I'm sure not. The Torah is teaching us that we shouldn't say, You should not feel that it's my my effort that's doing it. So the simcha has to be coming from receiving the bracha from Hashem. There can also be a good feeling of putting in my proper effort as I'm supposed to and having done that in a, in a proper good way. And that is, you know, a very valid condition to receive the bracha of Hashem in typical situations. So the fact that I was following Hashem's direction to, to do this kind of effort that was correct for me to do and to receive the bracha, Hashem's giving me that slacha, that's a good cause of simcha. But that's a very pure kind of a simcha to be receiving the bracha of Hashem. That's not one that I'm going to use, I would assume, to measure myself against somebody else or compete against somebody else. If I'm enjoying the Aslacha because I realize Hashem is giving this to me. I'm the recipient of Hashem's chesed. I have such a such a relationship, such a closeness to be the recipient, to see Hashem helping me, 
The crops are growing. It's all miraculous. If I realize what, what's really going on here, you put the seed in the ground, it gets rotten, and somehow the, the, the crops are growing. Shem is sending us so much bracha, as was the case for Klai Shon Eretz Yisrael. So, of course, it's Shemenda Simcha, but it's not a Simcha of, because I did it. Of course, you'll ask, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, has to be something of coming through my efforts, who is like maybe a close relationship to Hashem. Hashem is blessing my efforts. So we're like, it's like some kind of teamwork. It's not that I am accomplishing it. I know Hashem is infusing me with the power. Hashem is giving the bracha to whatever I am attempting, and helping me in ways that I'm not even contributing anything to. So that is a very good cause of good, good satisfaction. And if we have that, I would imagine that we won't need competition. So it's largely that like this kind of a mindset is not so familiar to us. Maybe we don't even think of ourselves as being Roy of receiving the bracha of Hashem. It's like, you know, such a closeness, such a such upliftedness. I don't know if we're used to thinking in such terms. But if we have that, then um the Chor will be in a very good place. And, and we should have that simcha for our efforts in Ruchnius, but at the same time, not to like pride ourselves in a way that it's going into a bad place of like gaiva, of like taking it like, like my own accomplishment or as if like I'm doing something unique. Maybe other people are doing less, they have less ability. I have to do according to my ability. So you should consider that only proper that I should do this. So if someone's doing less, that's that's enough for me to judge, but then it's unfortunate. But every person should try to do the best that they can and feel the simcha of of making that attempt. And certainly if there's a uh, Shmaya and it's uh, it's successful. So I guess the, 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 the next question is, how can we get to this place? What can help us to um, try to change the mindset from sort of putting the moon on the back burner and seeing ourselves as accomplishing and doing it and we're producing the success and try to bring the Amuna more into the conscious level, more into the daily activity, and hope for the good feeling that will come from that, of being able to trust that Hashem is caring for me. If anybody has any suggestions, you know, they're most welcome. Anytime. Um, Can I ask you a question? Sure, go ahead. Um, so I assume that there's a healthy competition and an unhealthy competition. So, um, what, what basis do you what, what basis do you assume that there's healthy competition? There might, might be okay. healthy kina of some sort, like we've seen the Medrash Rabbah. but I'm not sure about competition. Can you tell me your your basis for that assumption? 
Yeah, so I, I don't mean maybe healthy competition. There's two ways to understand competition is, is where I feel full and complete by myself, but I want more. So I need to outpower you. But then there is, I, I need the competition to feel that I'm worth something. So I, that's what I'm using the competition for, meaning I'm lacking something, I'm, I feel inadequate, and I'm using an outside stimulus of competition, of being better than you, to fill that void. So, right, that's definitely so, not good. Right, so I don't, <laughs> so knowing that everything comes from Hashem, I'm not sure if that's going is to, that, is that going to be able to help with that feeling of lack, of unworthiness, of, of, of insignificance? You or maybe... It's just all talizabazet. The person that's feeling lacking in himself isn't feeling worthy of the bracha from Hashem and, and the closest of Hashem. He's like more like distancing himself. He's afraid that Hashem is going to consider him unworthy. So that blocks this whole mindset of embracing Hashem's help. He's afraid maybe he won't get it. So that sort of like blocks it out. So I think you're right that it almost like has to come together. It has to be sort of a um, easing of that negative attitude or starting to hope and believe that it could be basis for a more positive view innately, which goes hand in hand with being Roy for Hashem's chesed. Seeing Hashem's chesed is itself a strong means of coming in touch with that. Look, look how much chesed Hashem has done. He's making the world for me. I know the words, but if the emotion isn't there, so it gets blocked, they're just the main, just words. So, so if a person has that sort of, is there a place of competition even if he's very comfortable with himself, where he feels I'm, I am, I'm good, I, I'm valued, I feel worth it, but Lamaisa, I want more. I just, I want more. I want better. I want to be on top. I want to, not because I'm lacking anything, but I, I just want to be the best. I just have this, this drive to be better. Okay. I, um, to, to address that question, I would like to um, take a look again together at um, the Chavos Halvavos in his mushal for the what's going on in that mushal and the application that he then proceeds to present following that mushal and try to get a sense of what is the nature of that kind of a life and then we'll hopefully uh, have some help to answer that question so how does he describe what mushal does he give to explain the mitzvah of which he recommends in all our daily affairs, business, agriculture, working with people, any life situation to want for them whatever I want for myself, to try to protect them from any harm like I would want for myself. What is that mushal that he gives? He gives the mushal of a group of merchants 
traveling in a mountainous area with a lot of merchandise and a lot of animals and somehow very few people. You must have underestimated the amount of manpower they need for this business, this courageous business venture. Uh, and it's a quite a challenging situation. He says, if they'll be divided and each one will try to only care for himself, Yila Ruba, most of them will succumb to exhaustion, which might mean even not surviving this journey. They'll try to pull through loading, unloading, camping, traveling, they may not make it at all. Or at least they'll have to abandon the whole, the whole mission. But if they'll be of a mindset of wanting the benefit of all, that they should be equally helped from amongst them, that everyone should be helped together, or they'll be able to make a plan together. Or they want that they should all make it together. Then they'll be successful. So this is the mashal for And Lachora, the only pshat could be that under those conditions, people have the capacity to really forge themselves into a unit because the innate ability the innate nature is there the innate power of oneness is there but now that they need to become as one they can do it and if they undertake that mindset then they'll be there for one another and they'll be successful and they'll all make it together but I just have one question about this, about this muscle first. What is really making the difference in why they are successful when they undertake this attitude of wanting everyone to be cared for, everyone to be equal, everyone to make it, as opposed to if it's each person for himself? Is it just that, technically speaking, they'll, they'll be more efficient, they'll be helping each other, so it won't be as, as, as difficult, it won't be as, as tiring. They'll, they'll, they'll work as a team, so it'll be more efficient. It's just a matter of efficiency. It's just a matter of efficiency, then that's a that's a very practical thing. I don't know how that would convey the concept of just being very smart, very, very practical. If we work as a team, we'll work better, we'll help each other, as opposed to people who aren't so strong trying to be on their own. It's just a matter of pooling resources. It's just a matter of pooling resources 
then it's just a very practical thing. It doesn't show you the concept. It doesn't, doesn't help us to understand in a new kind of way, in a better way, what the mitzvah is all about. It's just a very practical thing. You're in a challenging situation. If you work together, you'll be more efficient. So they agree to work together. So my assumption is that there's something happening here that is much more powerful than just efficiency and practicality. There's a different spirit in the people. When I'm for myself, and I'm just unto myself, then I'm isolated. Maybe especially if I can also be helping others, then, then I'm limited, then I'm alone, then I'm weak. But when we're joining together, when we're, when we're creating this actus to one another, for one another, when we're bringing forth that dedication that we should all make it together as one, that's an infusion of spirit that's getting in touch with a powerful ruchniyistic force. The one that's going to infuse simcha. Look what we're doing. We are becoming one. We're going to be there for each other. We're going to do this together. That is a powerful emotional power. When a person's besimcha is much more capable of doing things, They're much more creative, much more energized, much more efficient. Everything is better. So when when those <laughs> individuals come together they're creating a, an emotional that is enabling them to do so much more so much better so if there's a choice between of course you cannot do it unilaterally <laughs> real teamwork can only be by all the members of the team but if we have a choice for ourselves of choosing to live in a mindset of working together, of helping each other, of as much feeling of achdus as we can muster, as much of a real win-win, not just win-win, it's just joint hatzlacha, hatzlacha through one another, I don't know where there's where there's a need for competition. Competition is coming from I'm still feeling lacking. I'm still feeling in need of some kind of emotional infusion. I might have, you know, good care for you, but it's not enough for me. So I turn towards this source of, of emotional input, the success, the victory. The, the engaging the competition, the, the drive, the adrenaline from the competition, which is quite powerful. No denying that. But it seemed the Torah is teaching us, no, there's something better. There's a better kind of an energy. There's a better source of, of creativity and 
ingenuity and effort, that is to create Hatzlacha together. So if I have a choice of whether working together with you or working against you, it's a much better choice to choose to work together with you. And the Chavos al continues and he says, it's for this reason that life is so difficult for people. It's because they want their Hatzlacha to be for themselves. They want to be isolated. Then they need more than their share. How does that follow? Because they're lacking. Because they're not feeling the connection. Because they're not really working together as a unit. Which again, of course, is not easy to accomplish by yourself. But you can try to lead and hope that others will follow. And then you don't need the added infusion of more and more or competition and beating. Because then you have the simcha of that connection, of that creating the connection, of the real good accomplishment of creating that connection, which is at the root of the human being, which everything is, is stemming from, the kayach of Tveikus, to Kalisrael, to Hashem, to the Darki Hashem. Then he's living in touch with himself and in connection with others in the best way then I don't see how there'll be room for competition. Now, you're going to wonder, well, can we jump to that level? Granted, it's no easy feat to pull off. I'm not trying to, you know, make it sound like this is, you know, just a cakewalk. But um, the only way to get there is by sort of letting go of the opposite. Let me pause here. Abdava, do you hear anything? You could say no, it's okay. No, I, I just think I just think it made it more complicated because it it sounds like there's another there's another way to get rid of the competition. I, I thought the Ebenezer is, is saying that the the way to get rid of the competition is by recognizing that everything, there's, there's nothing that we do. It, everything is Hashem. So it's not any it's not my doing that's going to make me better, make me more successful. It's not my chachma. So this is, that, that sort of gets rid of the competition because competing by definition means that I am doing something better than another person. But you're doing is irrelevant. There's nothing. So, but it sounds like there's another way or the Chavos seems to be saying it a, a little bit of a different spin. And that is more like, um, you know, like the, the competition is, 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 is not going to accomplish what you really want. You really want better. Better is going to be working with the other person. You're right. I, I, I think I skipped a step. Um, I, I should have followed this idea of the Ben Ezra and the Ben Yaina with, with like the, the observation, with hopefully trying to realize that when we do try to recognize that it's Hashem that's giving it to us, or putting ourselves in touch with Hashem, 
not being afraid that Hashem is not going to want to help us, in the worst case situation, but we are embracing Hashem's giving, being the source of the bracha, then we can already, then we're already very close to be able to accept whatever Hashem sends me in life. That's what's good for me. Once ready, it's Hashem giving the bracha. So then I can know, oh, Hashem is giving the bracha. Why? Why is he giving me bracha? Why is he giving me anything? Because he wants to, has no other purpose. He wants to be made it. He may have a plan that's different than my plan. Okay, I can accept it. So I have to first sort of like bring Hashem into my life. I have to recognize that he's the one who's given me all ability that I'm trying to use. Oh, so then already Hashem is there. Hashem is with me. Hashem is helping me. Hashem is providing for me. Hashem has a good plan for me. Then I can embrace my whole life situation much easier. And get it. <laughs> I think that's Ismashim Neben Ezra, that the recognition that it's not my power, yeah. everything mm -hmm. is only Hashem's power, is the stepping stone to be able to recognize that whatever Hashem is giving me is truly for my maximum benefit. And I therefore, I'm going to be okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be in need of. I'll be able to be accepting of Hashem's plan for me. Should I put in proper good effort? Yeah, of course. I should make proper, good, sincere efforts as I'm supposed to. Mm -hmm. Shiva stressed that uh, to be truly boteach, we have to be doing a full good status. Otherwise. Betacha may be just like sort of trying to ease our burden. And we don't know exactly, you know, but if we have the right kind of mindset, we could find the, somehow we could find the right balance. When it's too much, when it's not enough, okay. We're not, we're not, we're not aiming for perfection, Hashem helps us. But essentially, once I know that it's Hashem who's giving me all my ability and all my atzlacha, I can already embrace that Hashem has the plan for me. So my life situation is the one that's right for me. I don't, I don't, I don't need to try to get what somebody else has. If I need to have it, Hashem will give it to me. Um, whatever, whatever is here is the right thing. This is the right situation. With all its challenges, this is what's right for me. So then I can embrace that as well. I'm just trying to add that in terms of which kind of emotional input we should want for ourselves, I think you know there's ample room to realize that of the choice of the two, it's much it's much more desirable to want for ourselves the emotional satisfaction that comes from the real sincere good connection of working together like the Chavos is directing us towards that in all my interactions with people it should be of such a nature I want us to matzliach together we're helping each other to achieve the best tatzlacha 
I'm selling a good product. You're paying a fair price. It's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't need to be trying to beat anybody. I won't need to beat anybody. So then, then, then my life will be manageable. He says, this is why people are, are unhappy. It's because they're trying to be isolated. They want that slacha, their slacha for themselves. Well, what, who else is it for? Yeah, it could be together. It could be the definition of that slacha is we're matzliach together. That could be my mindset. That's a very powerful, positive mindset. That's given me real good connection with other people. That's that's really going in the dark Yashem of, of Ava and Shalom. That is that is gonna be a much better kind of a life than the one that is trying to gain the satisfaction from getting ahead, getting more, more than what I really need to have, and then everything goes out of whack. So I think. You know, there, there is the challenge, of course, of can we feel worthy of Hashem's bracha? That's one challenge. But there's also a challenge that this is very, very unfamiliar. You know, you'll hear a little bit in business, you know, win-win, you hear it's very right practical. It's because we'll make the most money that way. Have the best customers. Yeah. But the people that really understand this that really, that really grasp it. They know that it's much something much better than just business success. It's a whole life success, which is the real end goal. Is the real end goal making making better business, or the real end goal, the feeling that comes from it, the connection that comes from it, the satisfaction that comes from it, the real success that comes from it. And that real good connection to each other. So we could try to sort of like see in life situations whether we have a choice. And I hope that we can find that we do. Or we could choose one kind of mindset that's more oppositional and more, more conflicted. Or can we choose a mindset of it's only Hashem giving the bracha. Let's try to gain it together. And that'll be much better. So, so, so Rebbe, yes. yeah, some, could I ask you a question? Could, no, please, could, you, could you please take like a everyday um, challenge that people have? Uh, you, mm -hmm. could, you could take money, you could take, uh, you know, issues with children. You know, you know where you might see a friend who you know, who his children are, uh, you know, uh, wonderful kids, you know, easy. It's, it's easy, uh, less low maintenance. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, could you apply what you just said into such a situation where, where someone, you know, might have a, you know, a challenge with that and, he, he, you know, and then his friend, his friend has uh, an easy situation. So, so what should be the mindset? I mean, the, the, I mean, the mindset seems to be what you're saying is that Hashem, Hashem, uh, you, you know, is uh, is doing what's best for me, 
this, this you know, this is this is something that Hashem feels is the right thing for me. And, I, I, and I, I at the same time, I'm still happy. I want to try to identify, which is not so easy, but it's worth spending a minute or two. What is really at the core of that challenge to me? What bothers me at the root when I see somebody else being matzliach in some way or having things of a nature in some way and I'm lacking in that area? What is like that? The real core is it because because is is it about the thing that they have, or is it maybe something a little deeper? Um, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I I think it could be, you know. Well, I'm doing. Person could say, well, I'm doing my best to make a living. You know, so, so why? I'll give you my my guess about it. Tell me how it sounds. My guess about it is that I think we tend to measure ourselves, whether we're good enough, whether we measure up based on whether we have a successful life situation. And the real the root the real root of it, or a root of it is that we very much need some kind of a tangible measurement to be secure that we're okay. And we're not really fully secure in that regard. So we look to the particular success in life and it could be also even something that's not our own accomplishment. It could be, okay, if I'm someone is blessed with a good sort of a pleasant kind of life and mine is fraught with struggles and difficulties. So the way I perceive it is, oh, that person is succeeding in his life situation and I'm not succeeding. So that means that I'm somehow like not good enough, not okay, not successful, not, not faulting myself necessarily. That's something that I could have done or should have done different. If that, that could happen also. But essentially is like they've, they've got everything good or things are basically okay by them, by me not so much. So I don't feel about myself as really being okay as succeeding in life. But let's go step by step. I'm trying to understand what blocks us from being able to embrace the basic amuna that we have that Hashem is designing every person's life as according to what is right for them. And of course, this is the way Hashem understands it's correct for it to be. That, that's not an unfamiliar concept and it's quite a logical one. And that would hopefully, you know, protect me from this measurement against other people. Why am I, why, what, what, what does that person have to do? Will it protect you from the measurement? Will it protect you from measurement of your own, just like you said, having healthy children is fundamental, right? So, will it, why can't you say the same thing about, about, maybe Hashem doesn't want to give it to me that way, right? Why, why did you, meaning, what you, you threw in this line of fundamental. Which you know, I could think of many, 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 many desires that are fundamental, right? Right. 
but but again again so, we're, so, we're so, so why why is that why I mean, just just like uh you're saying it's uh you know why is it uh well you know if you're surrounded by if you're the only black sheep or you feel like the only black sheep whatever whether you know why does it have to be why is it not just simply more painful um right so again my my, my assumption is you just said you just said you just said a line which i don't understand about something about fundamental i'm attacking that person, right many many being successful is fundamental feeling accomplished is fundamental feeling happy is fundamental um okay it was not i i, I hear yeah. but but there, there is some subjectivity about accomplished that's all, but the subjectivity is only through my own eyes right that's that's whatever my eyes dictate to me will be that subjectivity well, so it doesn't 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 really matter let me let me support you because you find Mephorish in the Medrash and the Chassadikim is bringing it and really is also mashmah like that that if not for Kines Ishmir Yehu, a person would not build a house, he would not get married he would not have children Shama Melech says that everything called Kishon Amaisa is Kines Ishmir and and this is found in the Pasuk that Hashem said we saw everything that he made is Toiv Ma'od Zayetzer Hara that's the Medish Rabba Ambracious. So there are some things that are so basic, so almost like universal, that yes, that is only natural for a person, and that may really be necessary, or at least at a starting point. Maybe at the highest level, a person would not need any awareness of anything by anybody else. He would just do what can help him to be the maximum of Hashem, whatever that would be. But that's a basic starting point. We need this kind of awareness. I'm not sure why yeah, the first one built the house, because somebody had to be the first one. But somebody built the house first, and then other people saw, oh, he has a house, I also want one. He's married, also should be married. Now, that has but but you, just said, you, just said, you just said something very interesting, right? Meaning, Luyatur, all that, that you just want to be an Ovid Hashem. Right? But... But I don't understand. Akash Baruch Hu told you to have to get married. Akash Baruch Hu told you to have children. It sounds like had it not been for for the kino or however you want to describe it, none of that would have happened. Right? Meaning he was describing basic needs. A person will not build a house. Which again, I, until you just said it, I would assume. You know what? It's raining. I don't want to get wet. Would be a basic need. Well, you know, right? maybe so, so. So it sounds like so. It sounds like from what you're saying, is that I would just simply not do anything. It's not be I concentrate on just being wanted to be an Eved Hashem. I'd be nothing. I'd be a piece of blob on the floor. Okay, you're right. This is opening up a Pandora's box. I'm not ready for. So I just wanted to give a little validation to your position, without totally um, accepting it. To go back, just to, just to try to go back to the to the, the basic issue of. Of why it is that what I see by somebody else causes me that not good feeling, that aspect of comparison. And I think it could depend very much, like the, the feeling about myself. We have to have to try to get in touch with that feeling. What is the feeling that we're feeling? Are we feeling, you know, concern or worry for for our child, or are we feeling about ourselves that we are not good enough? Because look how our life situation is not so in order, so to speak. 
What if somebody struggling financially, not due to any of, um, lack of proper effort on his part, but the bracha didn't come yet? Uh, is it possible to look at it and say, I'm making my, my proper shtadlus, except Hashem to send the bracha, Hashem wants me to be an ani, except his gzeva. Yes, it's possible. That would be very commendable and very praiseworthy. But if a person would feel, look, other people are succeeding and somehow I'm not, what is the tsar of that to the person? Is it just the mere fact that there's a financial struggle? That wouldn't have anything to do with anybody else. If there was nobody else around or we're all struggling, it would still be a struggle. But somehow then I wouldn't feel less than other people. So there's some kind of a self-judgment that's taking place based on how I compare myself to other people. My, my, my simplest explanation, I'm you know, open to any good explanation. My simplest explanation is that, 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 I, that I'm looking for a successful life situation as my reassurance to myself that I'm okay, that I'm good, that I'm worthy. Maybe even I'm worthy in the eyes of Hashem. It all comes together, you know. Whatever I think about myself gets projected on a ship. I'm I'm just going by my own experience. So that may not be universal, but I remember myself um, for quite some time when uh, I'll be trying to learn something and not be able to figure it out. I would somehow feel about myself that uh, somehow I guess you know I'm just not good enough. Other people they can get shot, and I can't seem to figure it out. And then uh, there was one summer afternoon, maybe, uh, starting to prepare for the coming uh, first sugi of this man. And uh, sitting in the basement, starting to learn a little bit, since having a lot of questions, a lot of problems, a lot of things weren't clear. And a thought came into my head, oh, I guess that's just how it's supposed to be. You know, learning, there's a lot of things that are unclear and you really can't expect to have even the basic fundamentals. Uh, oh, that, that makes sense. Wait, 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 wait. Then I thought to myself, whoa, where did that come from? Because I never thought like that before. Every time before when I was having, when I was having trouble getting shot, I always thought about myself, oh man, I'm just not good enough. These other guys, they can get shot and I can't. So what was that all about? So my assumption is that there's that <laughs> measurement that is somehow there's an assumption that if other people are being successful and I'm not, it means that I'm just not, not good enough. I don't know. Shem is not giving it to me. I don't know. He doesn't want to shine his grace on me or somehow I just don't have the ability or I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm just out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, no explanation. I don't know we want to identify how, where this came from. That's like, oh, that's how it's supposed to be. It's talking very confusing, very difficult, very unclear. It do- doesn't make me, I don't know how to learn. But it was, oh, it wasn't in terms of, remember, it wasn't just that, oh, I can't get shot. I don't know how to learn. It was other people can. How come I can't? So it seems like the awareness of other people is a very powerful thing within us. And there's sometimes a place for it in a good way. And like we find in Ochr Sadiqim, Amida Busha, there's a good place of the 
the awareness of other people and has a, a contribution to make that could be positive. But sometimes we use it a sort of not such good way. Not that awful using it, it plays out not in a good way. Go ahead, Avi. I don't think anyone said this until now, but what about uh, the basic feeling, human feeling of it's not fair? We're, we're looking at the other guy, we're saying, like, how come he has it good? How come he's making big money and I'm struggling to make, you know, ends meet? Like, that, that's how come he has it easy? How come when it comes to, you know, getting shot, it's easier for him? How come it's not fair? Almost like the, the concept of like Sadik Barala or Marshavatovla, like, why do, why do, you know, certain people have it better than others? Like, it's just not fair. You're describing a direct Taina on Hashem, which could be. Baruch Moskowitz said over, that's a possible reason why we say Shema before, with a person, early before he passes from this world, that he should make from Hashem everything in life, everything he had in life, and he shouldn't leave this world with tainus on Hashem. Because a person could have tainus. It's not a good thing for a person to have tainus. So, <laughs> if somebody that big is recognizing that, um, we can we can believe it, that there is such a kayak in a person to feel that Hashem is not being fair to him. But I got a even funny before, feeling. Even before Hashem, what about just... My hunch is that that's covering a deeper feeling. One thing, but but I'm saying we could go deeper, but on a, on a basic level, what about just between me and my friends, how I just feel like it's not fair? What does it mean, For, not fair? Yeah. Who's, the, who's the one in charge who's not being fair? Okay, so I get the good thing. Not, not fair really amounts to Hashem is not being fair. But does the person really uh, believe that Hashem is unfair? He's kaifer in the pasuk of Kelamuna Veinovel. I'm sure he's not kaifer in that pasuk. Just for him, it will be too painful to say, I'm no good. So he covers that with Shem is not being fair to me. I mean, you're saying it like it could even be a subconscious thing. Like even though consciously he's saying whatever he's saying, but on a deeper level, there could be like that idea. That's that's okay, that's somehow my belief. I can't prove it. Is that the same idea like when a person has um, he's upset at another person and it's really a frustration with himself? Would that be the same the same thing? Oh uh, yeah, that could be. It's um, definitely part of the human experience to hide one emotion with another. I saw in the writings of Dr. Tversky that since it's socially unacceptable for women to get angry, so they get sad, even though really they're angry. And since it's socially unacceptable for men to be sad, so they get angry, even though they're really sad. So very often the overt emotion is not the real emotion. It's just hiding the real emotion. So we have to always look for that. Okay, boys, I think uh, <laughs> this is a valid pausing point.
I like to find one of those women. All right, very nice. Thank you for being with us. Thank you very much. Good night. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Rabbi. Very good night. Call to. Thank you.